Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to the stupid show for fuck faces and jerks and jerk asses, if you ask me. I'm a little amped up today, a little amped up, just got home from work. Uh, haven't, haven't changed out of the old uniform. Uh, I'm still wearing my, my navy blues because I'm a mailman. Don't confuse me with someone useful, like a police person, police personnel. Although, uh, I saw a video out of New York of a guy who was, I don't know if he knew he was being videotaped, but this policeman, um, slapped a young looking gawky, looked like late teens kind of kid. Uh, the policeman wanted to search that vehicle and the teen said, you don't need a warrant or you need a warrant. You can't just search it for no reason. And, um, he's like, you want the cops like, you want me to get a warrant? Huh? You want me to get a fucking search warrant? And all you hear is this wicked in the background. And then this kid, his, his buddy is videotaping the whole thing. He missed the slap, but the sound was there. And then when he shot, he shot the video of his, of his buddy, his buddy's all like dejected because he just got fucking bitch slapped great that's just great okay we need to talk we need to talk real bad our listener tanya and by our i mean my well our i I guess our listener tanya has been around a long time she was around from the very beginning of return to sender she sent us uh things to construct poutine out of what's poutine good question let's assume you're american and you don't know what poutine is poutine is the greatest thing to grace God's green earth ever. It is the reason that Jesus Christ died on the cross. Poutine. What is it? It's, it's deep fried, twice fried. So one time you're going to put the, the potatoes in the deep fryer, hand cut potatoes into the deep fryer, 300 degrees. You're going to let them cook, kind of get softened. I'm drooling thinking about it. And then you take those out, let them cool a bit, drain some of the grease off them. And then you put them in again into a deeper, different deep fryer at around 350, 375 degrees until they're crispy on the outside and soft on the inside. And then you toss those in a little bit of salt. You put them on a plate and you douse them in thick, dark, salty, rich gravy. Now, intermingled in there, some like the curds on the top, some like the curds, the cheese curds underneath the dark, thick, rich gravy. It's up to you, potato, potato. They melt either way. I don't care. I don't care. The point being that they're the best things in the history of the world. Okay? Just in case you were wondering. Now, I bet you forgot, you thought I forgot what the whole point of me telling you this was, right? Because you thought I got distracted because I'm morbidly obese And greasy, slimy, slurpy, delicious, luscious food would distract me because I'm hungry. And instead of eating, I'm doing this fucking podcast for you assholes. But you think I'd forget what the point of me telling you about this was. I didn't forget. Okay? Tanya. Tanya, our smoking hot MILF listener, let me know on Facebook that Kim Kardashian posed uh, with her rump out. And I'm an ass man. Okay, I'm a tit man. (laughs) Just thinking about Electric Gary's segment with the, he doesn't say titman. He says T-I-T-M-A-N. And he looks, I'm sure, Electric Gary, he looked, that man looked at your face for the slightest hint of uh, 
a snicker. And I'm sure you're professional and you didn't. I'm sure you maybe had to jab yourself in the leg with your pen so you wouldn't laugh. But anyway, trust me, I'm about to tell you a really stupid mailman story after I finish up with Tanya. So Tanya says, what do you think about this? And sends me a picture. Oh, good. The garbage truck's here. Great. I hope it's really loud and screechy. That's the best. Of Kim Kardashian with her rump out. Her rump roast. Well, man, that was, those are, that was like, a, like an ass and three quarters. That was like two or three full asses worth of ass that woman had. And you've probably all seen it by now. It's just, she's so shiny. And that gigantic ass just looks like so good. So good. I just, I, it, it made my vagina go like this. Zoom, 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 zoom. I don't know what I'd rather have right now. A bowl of poutine or a handful of Kim Kardashian's ass. What's that you say? Sticky? Put your hands together and eat poutine? Of Kim Kardashian's shiny ass? Yes, you are correct. That's a very wise choice. Yes, okay. I'm so tired. I don't know what the fuck is going on here. Um, I cannot say enough nice things about Kim Kardashian's ass. Yes, I know. I have this thing in my head where I'm like, how? okay, how I feel about Kim Kardashian's ass is kind of how I feel about women with blatantly obvious fake boobs. They're awesome. And it's like, okay, yeah, they're high. Um, I'm sure they're firm, but there's that, like, when I see women with really fake boobs, that's what I'm trying to talk about here. I, I got distracted. I keep, every time I close my eyes, I see Kim Kardashian's ass. God, is it just, fuck. And then I think about how I'd like to bite it. But then I think about how her ass would probably, like, trying to bite her ass would probably, like, be like trying to <laughs> bite a balloon. <laughs> like, you can't ever, like, be like, ang. Like you could never get a mouthful of it. <laughs> and then eventually it would pop in your face, if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. Uh, right. So Kim Kardashian's ass, I was looking at it and it, it's of mammoth proportions. Just what I love. But she's so skinny everywhere else. It kind of makes me wonder if there, there are implants in there. Which made me think of the fake boobs. Now, if you know me at all, you know that I love 70s porn. And the reason I love 70s porn is because women's bodies were women's bodies. There wasn't like that huge rash of fake tits to ruin everything. It was just like, if you were a little bit chubby, which I really, really, really like, I don't know if you can tell right now, but that's what I'm trying to communicate. And they had like real boobs. Like if you had little boobs, you had little boobs and they were great. And if you had big fleshy boobs with gigantic areola that you could see from space, cool, I could get down with that. But now it's like, Men's tastes have evolved so that they kind of want a broomstick with gigantic fake boobs on them. And I wish they would evolve back. And I went through a phase where I really, really... Why are we talking about this? Why? Oh, I'm sorry. Are you unhappy with your free fucking entertainment? I'm, I'm sorry. Okay, some, one of us is a bit combative. Yeah, it's you. Okay, yeah, it's you. In case you were wondering, it's you. Um... I, I just wish that, men, like, the overall men's uh, idea of beauty would kind of change. Like, yeah, we've, since Twiggy, who I think was the model that ruined every every fat woman's life, when was that? In the 60s? I'm going to look it up. Hang on. Okay, so I looked it up, and it says that she's a model, she was a model from 1965 to present. Something tells me uh, she's not doing much modeling right now. I, I don't know what it is. Maybe, 
maybe it's because she was born in 1949. Something tells me the only thing she's modeling is probably all the embalming fluid that's in her face. Um, but okay, so she really was the thing. She was the catalyst that made really, really, really skinny hot. And I don't find that attractive at all. And I don't, like, I know I have had this argument with this guy I work with and he's just like, it's just my preference. I just like thin women, 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 woman. Why do I do this show tired? Sweet Jesus. I don't know. He just prefers thinner women. And, um, it's hard to argue with somebody like that because in his mind, he's like, I'm 5'5", five five, I'm 150 pounds, I don't want a woman that's taller than me or wider than me. And it's like, okay, can you really judge someone for their preference? Like, he's not, he's not out there bashing people. He loves fat people. He loves me. He thinks I'm hilarious. But who doesn't? Am I right, folks? Oh, I can't stand myself. Why did I do that? This was a huge mistake. It's only going to get worse from here. But don't worry, there's some really good segments coming up. I just have to kill the first 15 minutes with my fucking nonsense, and then we'll get to the good stuff, okay? And I put in chapters, so if you don't like the cut of my jib on this particular topic, you can just flip right ahead to whoever the hell I'm going to play. I don't know. But this is this show's going to be a bit of a gay-themed show. I know we've done a lot of gay-themed shit lately. And I, I'm not only a lesbian, I'm just mostly a lesbian, or a dyke, or homosexual. So it's not going to be all gay all the time. If you're new, and there's quite a few new people, from what I've noticed on... Uh, the statistics on Podbean, just, you know, and maybe this is a, maybe this is a side of, uh, life that you really don't know anything about and maybe you're interested in hearing about a woman thinks of having another woman eat her pussy. Maybe that's the kind of guy you are. Who knows? Welcome. Welcome aboard. Right. What was the point? I don't know. So this guy I work with, he just likes skinny women. I very much like very curvaceous, Man, Kim Kardashian, like, yeah, that that is like the ass of my dreams. That shiny, sculpted, gigantic ass with a little waist. Yeah, I, I could get behind that. <laughs> if you know what I mean. If you know what I mean. I'd like to bury my face between those cheeks. This is getting weird. I'm sorry. I don't know why I keep doing this. Big mistake. Okay, so the long and the short of it is, Yes, I think Kim Kardashian has broken down the entire internet by releasing that picture of her gigantic ass. Because it's all I can think about. Yeah, that's... Man, if I were to make a sex doll, though. Whew, fuck. But she's dumb, right? I'm supposed to say things like uh, her brain makes her unattractive. Is that is that the, uh, the right thing to say? Because really what I think is, man, I just love to fuck. Uh, yeah. I know she shits out of there. I know that. I know that's kind of gross. But I don't care. I just, yeah, I'd, I would fucking stick my face in there. I don't care. I don't care. Did you see it? Go and look at it. It's something else. It will change your fucking life. So thanks, Tanya, for that. Unless that was a secret, in which case, oh, fuck, and I'm sorry. But it's not her fault. She's just doing, she was just trying to get my opinion. And no one really cares what I think. So I value the fact that she values my opinion. Although, anyway, so let's change, change topics. Oh, 11 minutes and 40 seconds. What have I said? fucking nothing. Why are you here? I don't know. I don't know. Malcolm is at uh, swimming class. So I've got T minus 20 more minutes to do this, which isn't going to work at all because I've got a 20 minute segment from Rainbow that I really want to play and a whole bunch of other stuff just sitting here waiting for me. So I'm just going to get to the point here. Okay. I went to the movies for the first time in three years. I'm pretty sure I was pregnant the last time I went to the movies and the last time I checked, my kid was like two and a half years old or something. So uh, we hadn't been in a long time and we went to go see Interplanetary, Intergalactic. Nope. Matthew McConaughey, 
his stupid face, Interstellar. We went to go see Interstellar. And uh, it was a three-hour movie. And so we're, we're all excited because, like, I haven't been to a movie. I have not had movie theater popcorn in three years. More than anything else. Forget the experience. Forget the big screen and the sound. I haven't had the fucking popcorn in three years. So that alone was reason enough. Because Sarah and I don't go on a lot of dates, just her and I. Because... She can't really stand me. And the more time we spend alone together, the more she realizes she can't fucking stand me. So uh, we get there and she's buying the tickets at the little uh, console. What do you call that thing? Uh, the, the computer that sells the fucking tickets or whatever. And she's like, oh, uh, you can you can pick your seats like an airplane. And I'm like, what? She said, yeah, look, wh where do you want to sit? Well, let's sit? Let's sit somewhere in the middle. And then I'm like, you can pick a fucking seat now? what the fuck is going on? My mind was completely blown. Cause like, yeah, I missed a huge three years. Cause apparently now you can pick a fucking seat. Who knew? So we picked our seats, we get our popcorn and we go and sit down. And I, although I enjoy movies, um, I don't enjoy other people at movies. So we're sitting there and I'm like fucking inhaling this popcorn. Like I I'm hurting my mouth. I'm like, Here's the kind of person I am. Like, you know, when you go to a movie and you're sitting there, maybe you grab, like, I, I imagine Tanya, because she's smoking hot and she works out and she runs and she's just a machine. I am not. I am not. I'm the sloth Tanya. I am ugly sloth Tanya. And I, I imagine Tanya would have, like, one kernel at a time, just pop it in her mouth and chew it delicately, really savor the flavor because it's a treat for her. And I imagine Tanya would have nine nine kernels of popcorn, maybe one M&M as a treat, and then put the bag down like a fucking human. I, on the other hand, am like a, a warthog. I'm a human warthog. And I'm just like, hum, 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 like, ha like huge handfuls. I'm filling my entire mouth with popcorn. And I, I forgot that I was in public and that people could see me. And I wasn't at home on my couch watching the fucking same episode of Thomas for the 87th time. I wasn't. People could see me. I was out in my mom jeans. So I had to like, you know, after the like sixth handful and I cut my fucking entire mouth up, I was like, oh, fuck, like I'm not at home. I have to act like, like I'm civilized and I don't just like tip bags of chips into my mouth and spank the bottom of it. Hey, I'm disgusting. Why do you guys even listen? So we're in there and you kind of become conscious of different things. And this guy, for whatever reason, there were plenty of seats around us. He booked the seat right next to me for, you know, both of our enjoyment, really. And he came and I didn't look at him. I specifically don't look at people I don't care to, because what if it's someone I know? And maybe I hadn't seen them in five years and I'm kind of fat and ugly now. Well, I'm always ugly, but I'm a little bit fat right now. So maybe I don't want to see them. So I just don't look around because I don't want to have, I'm the most awkward person to see in public ever. Startling, I know, but it's just, I, I just avoid it at all costs. I don't look around. So then, it, cause then it's like good, because what if that person who I used to know, um, didn't really want to talk to me either. Now I didn't look and they're ignoring me thinking that I didn't, that I ignored them when I'm really just not looking. Cause I didn't want to ever see them in the first place. Do you know what I mean? Are you following me? Are you picking me up? Put them down. Yeah. Hmm? No. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. I don't know what the point was. So I didn't really look at him. So I don't really know what he looks like. And he's sitting there and he just reeks of cologne, like really strong, cheap cologne. And it really, 
ruined my popcorn eating experience, which is pretty fucking hard to do. I mean, I, I smelled his cologne and it was so strong that I was tasting it. So every popcorn kernel I daintily ate tasted like his cologne. And I just think to myself, I, I really honestly, nine times out of 10, I will take BO over cologne because at least it smells natural. Gross, but natural. Okay, now let's just get to the point here. So he's sitting there and he's smelling like cologne and then slowly I adjust to it just like anything else, right? And the lights go down on the movie and um, he's eating his popcorn and we're sitting there and about every third or fourth, I'd assume, you know, mouthful, but normal mouthful, not like my mouthful, he'd do this really loud. Like my hands are a little bit sweaty right now because I'm nervous. Because I'm, I'm just a little bit nervous when you and I spend one-on-one -on -one time together. It kind of makes me a little bit sweaty. Yeah. My palms get real sweaty. Right. So he would do that. And it's like you'd get into the movie and something kind of intense would happen. And then you'd hear this. <sighs> if there's ever a time I wish I had a fucking wet nap, it was then. Because you can't be mad at somebody handing you a wet nap. Just fucking here. What do you, like, what do you want? Do you want hand sanitizer? Is that just a ritual you do? Do you do that at home? Because you can't do that here, okay? Fuck. So I forgot that I hate people. And there, the movie was good. I had fun. Uh, one time I uh, yelled out by accident. I was like, whoa, shit. And it was like, ah, oh, fuck. Sarah was like, ah, oh, yeah, you're... Like, <laughs> she can't take me anywhere. I act like a fucking retard. And, okay, I just want to tell you one part about the movie. It won't ruin anything, so don't worry about it. You have to keep in mind this is in the future. Um, everything is kind of, like, very gadgety looking. It's brightly colored. There's, like, all kinds of knobs and, like, different lights. It's just very high-tech looking. I'm not doing it justice in the description, but it just looks like everything looks very, like, 21st, like late 21st century. And they're in this spaceship. They're all, like hanging out and talking about very intelligent things about fucking black holes and wormholes and different dimensions and all this shit. And of course I'm too dumb to fucking follow any of it. And they have this, this screen and they're looking at it and they're trying to decide where to go next and what to do next. And it's there. And then all of a sudden Matthew McConaughey flips this high tech looking screen over and it's a whiteboard and he takes out a marker and I fucking, I'm like, ha ah, ha ha. Because, like, it's the most ridiculous thing in the world. And Sarah elbows me. She's like, shh. Because, like, no one else was laughing. But I thought, are you fucking kidding me? This has got to be a joke. Come on. He flips over the super high-tech screen to a whiteboard with a fucking <laughs> marker. Like some fucking grade 7 gym teacher explaining <laughs> how offense and defense works on a football field. Are you fucking kidding me? That wasn't supposed to be funny. If you ask me, I got the joke and everyone else did not. You know what I mean? Ugh. 20 minutes. God. God bless you all for fucking hanging out. Okay, do you want to hear my mailman story now or later? Well, yeah, Rainbow's next. Yeah. Oh, you want to hear? Okay. You know what? We'll hear from Rainbow and then I'll tell you my, my mailman story after this. Hold, please. Hello listeners, hello Sandra. 
Right. Okay. So it's rainbow bright and, um, I should, I should be at the gym right now. Instead, Sandra sent me an email asking if I would comment on bisexuality in gray area. And, um, so I came home and listened to the show and ate chocolate bars. And now I'm recording this segment. Um, so that's wonderful. And I'm unprepared for this completely. Uh, okay. So where to start, where to start, where to start bisexuality in, in the realm of sexuality, right? The basic ones we're looking at are straight, uh, gay and lesbian and bisexual. So first off bisexuals, you have a really shitty word. Let me start there. Um, English language is still trying to navigate and define sexuality. And I don't think all the words are there yet. Like there are so many more words. How can you like straight means I like the opposite gender. Gay means I like the same gender. Lesbian means I like the same gender, right? bisexual is everything else like excluding pansexual which is I like everyone and again it's a very definitive term like bisexual is a spectrum it's almost like you have to attach a percent to that and then explain the percent if you're a bisexual to get your point across so you guys get kudos for dealing with really shitty language that doesn't at all describe who you are um and another thing that that is is complicated as well as that sexuality is fluid and maybe it's not fluid for some people but for a lot of people it is and if we were to take a minute and step back from our attachment to gender and look at our attachment to different types of people like let's let's do it this way instead of gay straight and bisexual we have geeks, jocks, and cool kids. Um, there are going to be people who, you know, start out dating cool kids in high school and end up falling in love with someone who is a geek in university. They realize that they want an intellectual and we don't judge based on that. There are people who will change the type of people that they are interested in drastically. They may be dating some vegan vegetarian person and into a clean lifestyle and then decide, you know, five years down the road that that stuff isn't important to them anymore. And we don't judge based on that. But with gender, it's this whole convoluted process. And I would argue that with the types of people, you see the same patterns. You see geeks who, who are going to date other geeks their whole lives or cool people who are going to base their decision to date or not date purely on physical characteristics their whole life. They're not going to expand from their circle of people. I don't understand why it matters when it's with gender, but also being a lesbian, I, I understand that it does matter. And I understand why it's frustrating to not see better representations of lesbians in the media and in the world in general, and how it's frustrating when you're dating within 
such a small pool that you have somebody come up to you and say that, hey, you're not alone. I'm a lesbian too. And you find out that their definition of lesbian is not how you hold yourself to be. Um, I think this, this holds true in the straight world when it comes to sexuality too. There are straight couples who aren't compatible. It just, it seems like so much more of a betrayal because there are so much fewer, whether you're gay or lesbian, you're not within that mainstream spectrum. And it feels like more of a betrayal when you find somebody who you think has the same ideology as you, and then that's taken away um, because their definition of what it is to be a lesbian doesn't match up with yours or their definition of bisexuality doesn't work into your relationship needs or what you need. I, I tried to date somebody who was bisexual who defined that as having to be with both a man and a woman at the same time. Uh, not not in a threesome capacity, but she had to have both. Like she could have a man and a woman and as long as they were kept separate, there was that was that was her definition of bisexuality, which is definitely not how a lot of bisexuals define themselves. That didn't work for me. I'm monogamous. Um, and, you know, it, it just people have such vast and varying definitions of their sexuality. We can't as much as we want to label it, we can't label it. Um, that's what that's why humanity has things like art and poetry and books and stories and media to expand on a single word and a single experience and to make that more clear to people. And I would say at this point in society, you know, we have things like sex edu education um, and, and it's okay to talk about sex and it's important to make young people aware that it's okay to talk about sex because you should be having this conversation before you have sex with someone. I know me and Lisa did uh, before we were intimate with each other and I didn't in my first relationship and, and that led to a whole bunch of problems but you should be having before you have sex casually, before you have sex at all, have a conversation about your sexuality. Like, what are you into? What do you like? Like, what, what is your definition of a good or a normal or an acceptable sexual experience? These are things that should be talked about. Um, and I think I'll leave it at that. I have so much more to say on that, but uh, uh, only so much time. And Sandra, as far as they're not being acceptable characters in the media and yeah, you know what? It sucks to be a girl. We're not men and we don't have the same rights and it's shitty, but don't, don't take it so hard from Hollywood. I would advise you, like, if you ask any nerd who really loves superheroes, they will tell you that Hollywood can't get a single superhero right and uh, you know, if you talk to somebody in the military, they're going to tell you that every war movie they've ever seen was wrong. And um, if you talk to any historian who's seen a historical movie, they're going to tell you how historically inaccurate that movie is. So 
if somebody's using Hollywood to base their perception on lesbians or any media for that matter, rather than talking to an actual lesbian, that person probably just isn't that intelligent. And you're, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that seeing full out lesbians in the middle, in the media is going to make a person who is that stupid to believe Hollywood that fucking blows up buildings and nobody magically dies in and all that other shit. Like they're just not, it's not going to get through to them. But I do understand the importance of having those role models there for people who are fully lesbian and having somebody to look up to and somebody to say, yes, I'm just like them. But you know, I, yes, I'm just like them means so many different things to so many different people. And there's a lot of spectrum and those bisexual characters out there, you have to remember that somebody relates to them too, because somebody out there is going, yeah, that's just like me. I'm like that because humanity is a spectrum. Bodies are a spectrum. Sexuality is a spectrum. And, uh, I'm going to try and get some in from Lisa here, but other than that, I'm a gold star lesbian and that's okay. And that's what my sexuality is. Uh, and always, I would just like to say thanks. Okay. This just got a shit ton more annoying. My kid's home from swimming. I really misappropriated my time here. Although I feel like I just got home. Um, anyway, the guys are cleaning the snow outside. Cause yeah, it snowed. We live in Winnipeg. That's what happens here. And yes, the end of December, I'm going to forget that I lived in this climate every, every year. I go through this every year. I, re I hate winter every year. Why do I live here? Why? Why do I live here? Okay, what did I do? Write notes. Okay, yes. You were making comments about um, how superheroes are never portrayed properly if you ask the nerds and all that stuff, yada, yada, yada. Um I think Chuckles can attest to that because Chuckles is uh, studying to be a paleontologist, I think. Uh, she's studying to be a dinosaur doctor, like Ross on Friends. So she, she hates the movie Jurassic Park because she feels that the dinosaurs aren't portrayed in the right, in the right way. I can't remember what she said. Something about one kind of dinosaur was portrayed as being like six feet tall and really it was the size of a chicken. A very scaly chicken. Okay, the reason I asked Rainbow to comment on this is because I feel like my opinion is very skewed. Because I'm very, um, I have a very one-track mind. I have a hard time accepting information and seeing other people's point of view. So I thought Rainbow has worked in a resource center just for gay people. She's seen all kinds of people. She's a lot smarter than I am. And I thought she would give a more even-keeled view. Because I only see my point of view and fuck everyone else. So I'm really glad I asked her. I think she gave a really good answer. I have another half of her audio of her interviewing her girlfriend, Lisa, who was half asleep. I cut that part out, but she was like, like fucking out when she's asking her these questions. So I really don't feel like that's fair to my girlfriend, Lisa. I mean, your girlfriend, Lisa, seemed to be my girlfriend, Lisa. But I'm going to play that probably the next show because there's just a lot of stuff to get to here. And yeah... What do you want to hear? Oh, oh, hey, you know what? I, yeah, you just, you just reminded me of that. I was going to tell you about my mailman story. Okay. Now, how do I put this? We see very unusual things sometimes in my line of work. Um, people ship all kinds of weird shit. And 
sometimes people order things online that are of a personal nature. And I myself, when uh, the Return to Sender podcast was sponsored by adamandeve.com, I, I, yeah, I invested in some paraphernalia, which I'm about to buy a box for or a filing cabinet and lock that and hide the key in my asshole so that no one will ever find it except the, the mortician, you know, might take a gander in there or whoever does the autopsy after Sarah bludgeons me to death might take a look in my asshole and find that key. But other than that, um, no one's going to find it and I'm going to hide all of my weird shit in there. Now, having said that, having said that, when I ordered from adamandeve.com, it came in a large box that was in kind of like a big bubble wrap type envelope. And it was great. It was inconspicuous. It was very neutral in appearance. You wouldn't look at that and think, wow, that's a box of dicks. Even though essentially it was a box of dicks. So when you order something online, you run the risk of indiscreet packaging. Now, one time when I was working in the plant, a mail processing plant, uh, worst year of my life, absolutely, without a doubt, the worst year of my life. It was just, I hated my job. I hated my job. I hated 97% of the people I worked with. I had a really hard time making friends. It was a really weird experience because usually I can do okay, but no, no, no friendships were made there really. It's pretty brutal. And, uh, I worked there and I worked on the belt where you like, you know, how you mail a parcel. Well, I'd be the one to grab the parcel out of this big bin and put it on a conveyor belt. And then we'd kind of shove them around and they'd go into the corresponding, it's just mailman jargon. Nobody cares. Just me, Cliff Clavin, Manny, the mailman and Newman. That's it. It's the only, no one else cares. Anyway. So one of these boxes came through and it had stickers all over it about, um, uh, rock hard cream kind of stuff. I can't remember what it was. And I, I thought, oh my God, this guy has ordered some dick cream and there's stickers all over it. And I probably would have gotten shit for it, but I ripped all those stickers off. And I know I knew this guy once he's, I told him the story and he's like, oh, are you sure one of his asshole friends didn't just put it on there? But for some reason, I think I remember there being like, it was like a printed out address label, but who knows? Maybe it was just his friends being dicks, putting stickers all over it with like this fucking dick cream. So I'd like ripped all the stickers off and pushed it through, even though that's probably like terrible and can get me fired. But it was like eight years ago now. So good fucking luck with that. Good luck. It never happened. And there's a concern that you could buy packaging. That's not so discreet, right? So sugar, my friend, Aaron, who I'm trying to get on the show, but, uh, she's hard to nail down. She's not hard to nail, but she's hard to nail down as to like when, when we can get something done. Okay. So I was talking to her about, um, indiscreet packaging and she's like, Oh, hang on a second. I'm totally delivering a vibrator right now. And she's like, I said, what? And she's like, yeah, here, grab this. And then I caught it. She threw it at me and I caught it and it was in my hand. And it was like, <laughs> it was like in this really thin plastic envelope there was no box it was just a dick in a bag man it was just 
a dick in a bag and I caught it. And when I caught it, I could feel it. It was really one of those really silicone-y soft ones and I could feel it. And there was like the big knobby thing on the end, you know, you turn it and it makes the vibration stronger or weaker. And there, it was really, uh, I really fondled it. I really felt around for quality, you know, it's my main concern. And it was, it was pretty big. It was about six inches long, probably about an inch and a half in girth. I'm be okay. And uh, there were there were veins in it. You could feel the veins, which I never understood. I in if you watch Orange Is the New Black, one of their catchphrases was, "You're as useless as balls on a dildo." This one didn't have balls, but it had veins. But what the fuck is the point of the veins? Just so it can look like a real penis, because that's the most attractive part of a real penis. Ugh, yuck. And uh, so I threw it back to to Sugar, and she's like, she's like, whoa. This is going to a guy. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And she, I said, what does the description say? What, is, what does it say is in the package? Because when I ordered from adamandeve.com, it said educational material. Legit. She's like, guess what it says? And I'm like, what? She's like, jewelry. It says jewelry. <laughs> and then she put it, she put it like as though it was a pendant on a necklace. And she's like, look at my dickless. <laughs> Instead of necklace, you see, look at my dickless. Oh, man alive, man alive, man alive. So we as mailmen see weird shit. And uh, I'm really glad it was going to a guy. I'm really glad he chose the veins. My one regret is I didn't get to see the color. And I was just like, I would have been fucking mortified. And I talked to Courtney and Courtney had had a very similar situation. Except hers was like really tightly wrapped. Like, like at least the one that Sugar had was kind of like in a rather loose envelope. But like you could, there, it was just plastic. It was just like black, like gray saran wrap. That's how thin the material was that was covering this blatantly obvious penis. But Courtney said she had one um, that was uh, really wrapped up tight. Like the one Sugar had was pretty loose. But hers was like wrapped up, like like someone had just literally wrapped a garbage bag around a penis. And uh, yeah, so she came across this one when she was handing out the parcels and the guy that had to deliver it came over to her and he's like, hmm, I wonder what this is. And she looked at the address and the name and it was for the daughter of the household and the dad is always the one that signs for everything. Man, so yeah, I I just, I hope to Christ, I never have to sign for any of my kids' sex toys. And I hope that if I do, I hope the packaging is discreet enough that I won't know that that's what I'm doing. Because that really, that's really fucked up and disturbing. I can't even, I can't even handle it. So those are my mailman activities, or my mailman activity for this week. Very interesting stuff, I think. Very interesting stuff. Okay, one last thing before I go, because I've been talking forever. Sarah likes to buy things online. She Before bed, I watch Netflix, and she goes on to, like, Ricky's or, um, what's that other one? Beyond the Rack, and just, like, looks around, and every once in a while, she buys something. Um, and I get in shit, because I always say, is that a new shirt? And she always says no. And I really can't tell if it's a new shirt or not, because I don't really pay attention. And... I feel that I've been wearing the same shirts for a hundred million years. And every time I look at her, I'm pretty sure she's wearing a new shirt. Like, not that I think she's stealing all our money and buying 
buying clothes, but it's just like, mm, that looks new. No, this is old. I've worn this a thousand times. And then it turns into, you don't look at me. It's like, ah, oh, fuck, I can't win this one. So this time she legit told me, because I'm only assuming she's doing stuff behind my back. Really, I'm pretty sure I'm just an asshole. So she got this stuff. She got it out of the mailbox and she puts this shirt on and she's like, hmm, this looked better online. And here, here's the stage in the relationship that we're in. I, I didn't even pretend to like the shirt. I looked at her and I'm like, wow, that looks like couch upholstery. Like that, that looks like it belongs in a really sad divorced man's bachelor apartment. That's what that shirt looks like. It, it looks like upholstery. And she was like, okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for being honest. And I was like, yeah, no problem. Like there was no, but really, I mean, if you really love someone, would you let them walk around looking like a couch? Would you let them walk around looking like a wingback chair from 1919? Would you? No, that's not love. That's not love. Honesty is love. And one more thing about our relationship I feel you need to know. For whatever reason, my nose is always just a tiny bit runny, like it's a little bit wet. And when she leans in for, for a kiss, about, oh man, seven times out of ten, she gets my snot in her mouth. Just because of the angle, like I get, I'm just a snotty person. There's so many wonderful qualities about my body. I can't really begin to share them enough with you. And seven out of 10 times, she, walk, she walks away going, ugh, and wiping her face to get the snot off of it because it came out of my nose. For some reason, I really don't know why. She, she still takes the chance. She still tries to kiss me. I don't know. I really don't get why she's into me but I'll take it, right? She's slumming it and it's really working out for me. Okay, I'm done this show. I've got so much more stuff. I just ran out of time because my kid came home and he likes to scream really loud while I'm trying to talk about filthy, disgusting things. So I can't, it's hard to do a show with him down there. Plus I should parent a little bit today, I think. I think I've really gotten away with having uh, well, about an hour to myself. So I'm gonna go down there and take care of business. If you know what I mean. I don't know what that means. Um, okay iTunes reviews, thank you. If you've left one, thank you very much. I got a few new ones. I'm trying to get Sugar back on this show. Don't think I'm not, but I don't want to pressure her. I want her to come on the show because she wants to come on the show, not because I'm begging her to come on the show, even though I'm going to beg her to come on this show. And, uh, okay, iTunes reviews, thank you very much. If you left one, you really should leave another one. Go to your friend's computer, leave one from there. Go to your mom's house. She probably has iTunes, leave one from there. Your sister... We can all just kind of pitch in here, okay? I'd like to hit 50. That's my goal, is to hit 50 on the Canadian iTunes. And I'm Sandra D. Sanchez on Twitter, Facebook, and there's a change of address Facebook page. You can like that. You can boost my ego that way. Change of address 69 at gmail.com if you want to send in audio that I will play eventually because I'm sitting on a shit ton of it. And that's about it, I guess. I don't know. I just, I just love these times we get to spend together. When I go to sleep at night, I think of you and how much you mean to me. You light up my life.